Hey mamas, welcome to episode two of the Motherhood Unfiltered podcast, where we have honest conversations about motherhood, mental health, and self-care. My name is Kim Rich, and I'm so happy to have you here. Um, On this episode, and if you see me looking down, I'm looking at my notes because I'm a lot of things, but a magician and memorization is not one of my things, okay? So I'm looking at my notes. So today's topic is going to be about the impact of childhood trauma on motherhood and mental health. Why is this important? Why does it matter? And before we get into the nitty gritty of the episode, let me say this. If you see me in multiple episodes with the same clothes on, judge your mama and not me. Why do I say that? I best record. Huh? Yes. Yes, I do. Why? Because I have two children, a husband, a dog, and a whole household in addition to a job that I'm running. Okay? So if you catch me with the same shirt on for episodes one through five, Mind your business, okay? Mind the business that pays you and don't mind my business. Anyways, (laughs) let's talk about childhood trauma, how it affects you in motherhood, and how it affects your mental health overall. Let me give you a little bit of my story. Um, I know we, you know, I started on episode one briefly telling you a little bit about myself, my kids, my husband, how I ended up becoming a mom, how we got to this journey. But I want to roll back the curtain a little bit more and give you a little bit more information about me. Okay. Childhood trauma. I am an adopted child. And when I say adopted, I really mean I was never legally adopted, but rather my godparents took the responsibility of raising me when one, my mother, who was a teenage mom, couldn't, and two, my father didn't know he was my father which we will discuss in a whole nother episode because I am 38 years old. I met my father when I was 36. Okay. All right. So childhood trauma, I have plenty. Um, Okay. So my mother had me when she was 18. It was her senior year of high school. Um, To make a long story short, my parents are step siblings, were step siblings. Um, And so my, my mother became, of course, the black sheep of her family because she had a child one out of wedlock in the 80s in the 80s and two with her stepbrother okay just messy messy so when i when i first started therapy and i was explaining this to my therapist my therapist was like was like honey you have had ptsd from utero like in the womb you experience traumatic things that happen to you that are manifesting at in your 30 plus years you're 30 plus years old now, and these things have manifested from the time that you were literally being formed in your mother's room. womb. Crazy, right? So there are a lot of things that happened in my childhood. I was, I was molested. Um, I um, lived in a household where things were not perfect. Um, my, my godfather struggled with um, alcohol abuse. Um, I have a sibling who struggled with um, some other... Uh, uh, substance abuse as well. Um, I am significantly younger than my God siblings. They are 15, 16 years older than me. So I kind of was raised as an only child. Um, and I was privy to a lot of things that children probably shouldn't see, hear, feel, touch, do at a very young age because my siblings were so much older. And my mother, my godmother, pretty much took me everywhere that she went because 
she didn't always have daycare for me. She didn't always have a babysitter. Um, you know, so like I got to hear it. this generation isn't really familiar with it, but my generation, we were the seen and not heard. Um, so that means that you would sit in the same room with your mama and your mama's friends and your aunties and this, that, and the other, and they having grown first folks conversation. And you're hearing these conversations, but you're not allowed to say anything in these conversations. You're literally like the fly on the wall. So I say that to say that there are a lot of things that happened in my childhood that um, I believe should not necessarily happen to a child. Fast forward to getting married. Getting married is, you know, supposed to be the time of your life. It's exciting. It's all these things. And for me, it was. However, these childhood traumas and not um, dealing with them prior to getting married, they became the baggage that I carried into our relationship. One of the things that I have and still, you know, struggle with is communication. Now, when you're a mom, a wife, you have to be able to communicate effectively, constructively, and nicely. The nice part is where I really struggle. <laughs> and effectiveness but the nice part was really where i struggled and it's because um when my mother when i was about 16 my godfather passed and so then it was just me and my mom and well at that point well my godmom at that point my, my godmom was working two jobs she's doing everything that she can you know like she's on her grind she's hustling because she's trying to take care of me in high school her our, our home that we lived in and you know now she's short on income so um, I didn't have a lot of conversations with my mom about um, how to communicate effectively. I didn't have a lot of examples of what happens when you have a disagreement with your significant other and how to resolve those issues. So all of these things were rolled up, up under, let's say all these things were tucking up under a rug, right? So if you keep stuffing stuff under the rug, eventually there's a hump, right? And if you're the person walking over this hump, eventually you're going to trip. So that's what happened. I was tripping a lot. Um, and because of that, my childhood um, definitely manifested itself in some negative ways when I became an adult. I didn't know how to effectively communicate. I didn't know how to process my feelings. If I was angry, I would lash out. If, if you did something to offend me or hurt my feelings, I would completely disconnect. Um, and not talk to you, not try to uh, say, hey, you, I, I couldn't bring myself to say, hey, you hurt my feelings because I was raised to be tough and not to cry and to kind of be, um, I don't know. I, you know what I was raised like? If you have children, which you probably do because this is a motherhood unfiltered podcast, okay? You're watching this, of course you're a mama or an auntie. So you've nine times out of 10 seen, um, what is the movie? Encanto. Nine times I've seen you've seen Encanto. The oldest sister, her name is Lisa, right? And she talks about being the tough one, the strong one. Yes, that's how I was raised. Me and my sister, I have a brother in the middle, but me and my sister were raised to be very tough, very independent. Uh, we were building furniture on our own, moving ourselves in and out of houses on our own, hanging blinds, putting pictures up on the wall. You name it, I knew how to do it by myself. So my husband comes along, he's looking at me like, so can I help you? And I'm like, nah, I got this. I can hang these curtains by myself. 
So we have our son and that's where those teeny cracks complete, completely broke. And um, the childhood trauma reared its ugly head in ways that I could not have ever imagined. I started going to therapy, which I am a 100% advocate of. If you are struggling with anything, even if you don't feel like you're struggling, you need to have check-ins with someone other than yourself, someone who can be completely objective with you and be honest with you. Now, if you're in a position where you can't necessarily afford to talk to a therapist on a regular basis, that's okay. Get yourself a group of friends that you, you know, you trust their judgment, you, um, your commonalities work for each other where you guys kind of think the same and that person can be honest with you and you can be honest with them and you guys can provide each other with positive feedback for the various things that are going on in your lives that you're struggling with. Say all this to say that the childhood trauma is real. It is, it is a real thing. If you have had some experiences where you were a kid and things happened that maybe you didn't talk about, or maybe you talked about them, but you don't feel like you've completely moved beyond them, find someone to talk to them about. Because if you don't and you walk into motherhood, best believe when you have a baby of your own, those things are going to pop up. For me, it popped up initially as anxiety. I thought I was, I thought that I was anxious because of an experience I had. I had a blood clot um, before I had my son. Um, I had a pulmonary embolism in my right lung. Drove all the way home, 45 minute drive home, thinking that I was okay, all to go to the hospital right after I get home and find out that I have a blood clot. So for me, that means that every time that I got in the car, if there was something wrong, if I coughed wrong, if I sneezed wrong, if my tummy hurt, if I had to go to the bathroom, I had anxiety and I could not drive. It was debilitating for me. But the root cause, of my anxiety was my childhood trauma. Okay, so don't think that what you see on the surface is the only thing that's going on. That's why you need someone who's certified, a counselor, a therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist, whoever it is to give you an assessment, to do an evaluation on you and to tell you the truth about yourself. Sometimes it's hard to hear the truth about yourself Sometimes you just want to pick at the band-aid versus ripping it off and the therapist, whoever, they can work through that with you and that, and it's okay. Sometimes you're not going to be able to rip the band-aid all the way off. Sometimes you're just going to be able to lift it and walk away and come back another day. And that's what I had to do. And that's what I've been doing for the last eight, almost nine years now is going through these different facets of my life, checking myself, cleaning out my cupboards, cleaning out my mental cupboards and being like, hey, I need to hold on to this or it's time for me to throw this away. It's time for me to move forward. It's time for me to heal. It's time for me to forgive. <coughs> Excuse me. It's time for me to, um, you know, live and thrive and, and not feel like I'm shackled to things that someone else did to me that guess what? Nine times out of 10, they're no longer holding on to. You're the only person that's living with, with the stress, the anxiety, the PTSD, and they have moved on and they are happy or maybe they're not, but they have moved on with your life and you're the only person that's suffering from what it is that you experience at the other hands of another person. Motherhood is a beautiful thing, but it can be very tough for you if you are struggling with mental illness. And if you are struggling with mental illness, please find help, get some medication if you if that's the route you choose to go to. If not, get, you know, do yoga meditation, breathing, whatever it is to help you get through the day, do that. Drink wine. Don't tell nobody I said that.
but sometimes wine works, okay? It's one o'clock somewhere, okay? Don't judge me now. Judge your mama, I told you already. The bottom line is that childhood trauma um, can definitely affect your motherhood. And it's important that we all um, do some reflection and see what things could, could trigger us, what things have triggered us, and how that will manifest in us being a parent. For me, I know that sometimes, even now, I overcompensate for my children. If my child, my daughter, or my son comes up here today and says, Mommy, I need um, a new book bag for school. Well, when I was their age, if I went to my mom and said, Mommy, I need a new book bag, or I need a new this, that, and the other, my mom would be like, we don't have money for that. You have this, and you're going to have to make do with what it is that you have. And it wasn't like she was trying to be mean to me. It was just that that was the harsh reality. Now, if my child comes to me and says, I need a book bag, guess what I'll do? I'll buy eight. Now, what you going to do with eight book bags, Kim? What is the child going to do with eight book bags? I don't know. But that's something that I have had to work through, overcompensating, because I felt like I lacked something. Now, uh, my husband... It's the real person that has to deal with my overcompensating. And he was telling me, do not do not order anything else from Amazon for the rest of the month. And I have to not order anything from Amazon for the rest of the month. I get, I mean, you know, I might slide something in there. Yeah, yeah, you know. But the bottom line is that you will find yourself trying to fix whatever went wrong in your childhood with your children's childhood. And it could be a very good thing. You could be a very conscious parent. You could, you know, cater to their emotional needs, their emotional intelligence in, in a way that maybe didn't work for you. Or you could be like I was and you could buy eight or something that they only told you they need one of. Don't do that. Don't be that parent. That was me. Okay. Don't be that parent. I'm still working on that. And other, the other part of that is that I just like to shop and I like to buy things for people that I love. But I'm working on that. Jesus is not through with me yet. I'm, you know, one day at a time. Anyways, I just wanted to say thank you again for joining me on episode two of the Motherhood Unfiltered podcast, where we have honest conversations about motherhood, mental health, and self-care. I look forward to you joining me again on our next episode. If you haven't subscribed already, again, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Subscribe now so that you know whenever my next episode pops up, you can do like I, I'm doing, huh? Grab your glass of wine, sit down, find you a nice quiet corner, closet, chair, whatever it is, and kiki with me. All right? Until next time, peace, love, and light. See you mamas later. <laughs>